name's Diane, and I'm hosting the Public Health News Report today. So I found four articles that are all somewhat similar. They're all relatively optimistic findings that we've had about social distancing, quarantine, masking, that kind of thing. And so I'm just going to talk about the different research that has happened during this, I guess, era of COVID, where we found some pretty interesting findings. So the first article is called Continuing Face Mask Use Could Save the U.S. Billions of Dollars and was performed by the CUNY Graduate School of Public Health and Health Policy. This is basically a model extrapolating what would happen to our economy if people continued wearing masks for different amounts of weeks beyond reaching a certain vaccine coverage threshold. So the example thresholds in the article are around 70 to 90% of the population vaccinated. And it finds that the longer that people would wear masks beyond these thresholds, the examples in the article are two to 10 weeks beyond, the more money that would be saved. And so this study was published in the Lancet Public Health, and it cites that, let's see, if 80% of people wear masks by July 1st, assuming that 80% of the population is fully vaccinated by May 1st, face masks could save a total of $3.3 billion in direct medical costs and $23.4 billion in productivity losses. Understandably, it makes sense that the fewer people who are ill, the more people who can get to work and continue providing for the economy. So that's really interesting. Um, the next article is from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, and it's studying the cases of dengue globally in 2020 as connected to COVID-19 restrictions. So this study found that COVID-19 measures such as school closures and closing high traffic and mixing areas had a strong association, and overall, these restrictions were linked to nearly 750,000 fewer dengue cases in 2020 across the world. Now, the study does mention that there are some limitations. Obviously, if people aren't seeking healthcare, it's possible that their dengue isn't being diagnosed, but a lot of the article really looks at the ways that reducing the, um, I guess, public mixing, making crowds smaller, it can help improve dengue rates. So in 2020, dengue cases decreased by 40.2% in Latin America and 58.4% in Southeast Asia. Um, next, I have a, an article about exposure to the great outdoors. And essentially, this study from the University of Colorado at Boulder finds that people who spent more time in green spaces, such as in a public park or in your backyard, they reported less depression and anxiety during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic. And so this study was performed by giving people a lot of uh, surveys. The sample size was about 1,200, and they were all residents of Denver, Colorado. And the study ran from 2019 in November to January 2021. So that is pretty interesting. Obviously, we all sort of know that exposure to nature and to green spaces can improve your mental health but it's really great to have some peer-reviewed evidence indicating that's just the case so that we have more evidence that, well, you know, going to a public park, it's not just fun, but that green spaces and infrastructure are really valuable. That being exposed to, you know, open air, to trees and plants, being able to exercise, those sorts of things really do benefit your health. And the last article I found is from the University of Plymouth. 
this study is basically a video game that sort of simulates a pandemic and lets people make different human choices. So for in instance, there was a choice to do a low-risk, low-reward thing like social distancing versus a high-risk, high-reward thing like going out and going to a party, for example. And so this study tests different interventions to foster safer behavior. This is obviously really important when it comes to health promotions, being able to understand how people uh, calculate risks in their head and what they're willing to do. And this study, led by the Max Planck Institute for Human Development in Germany, in, with collaboration at the University of Plymouth and the IESE Business School in Spain, this study essentially found that the most effective approach was a message that directly appealed to the public, contained moral reason, and was clear and consistent. So seven different groups of 100 people were asked to play a game that emulated virus transmission. And so it would essentially ask you, what do you want to do? What don't you want to do? And so, yeah, I know that these four studies are all a little bit scattered, but I think that it's really interesting to be, to be able to find positive, um, I guess, to be able to find new things to study, even in a time of COVID, we're still learning so much about the ways that public health affects populations and the way that human beings make decisions. You know, sometimes it's not clear and direct. And so it's really great to be able to study that. Anyways, I'm running a little long here. So my name is Diane Bao, and I will put the links for all of these articles in the show notes. Thank you so much.